Welcome to Catch These Vibes podcast. This is Charmonique and you're listening to episode 64. Thank you so much for tuning in. For all my weekly listeners, thank you so much. I appreciate you. If you get a notification on your phone letting you know that a new episode is out, you the real MVP, okay? I'm letting you know right now. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. Um, So I want to start shouting out local businesses. Um just to be able to show them some some support and shout them out, you know, check their pages out and all that good stuff, buy something, you know, these are all black owned businesses. So um, what I'm going to do is shout them out. And then in the episode description, I will put all of their social media information so where you could find them and where you could purchase some merchandise. So the first business I would like to shout out is Spread Love. Um, right now they have hoodies. Um, it's kind of, it's getting towards summertime. So they got shirts, they got hats and more to come, um, as far as merchandise goes. Um, also they having a, a kick, what is it? I think kickball. Yeah. I think we're going to be playing kickball. There's a kickball event coming up. Um, so they do little, little things like that. Let me find it really quick. Yep. Annual kickball event, Saturday, April 24th. So that's if you're in Arizona, come out and support. It's going to be at um, Friendship Park. So boom, spread love. We have Crew 7. Crew 7, they sell purses, shoes. They also have Crushed Kisses by Crew 7. Um, and those are like little lip kits um, that they're going to be. Well, actually, they are selling, so check them out. Again, I'm going to put their information in the episode description. Uh, we have Random Rhetoric. Uh, they make candle wax, so I'm the type of person I love my room to be smelling good, so I always buy candle wax, and I would love to support um, a black business that does, that sells that because that is something that I, I, I buy very often. Um, and then we have... Brooklyn Botanicals, Brooklyn Botanicals sells CBD products. Um, so them pro them CBD products really do work. Um, I'm going to be trying some myself soon. So when I do get the CBD products, I will let y'all know and let y'all know what I got and, um, how it's been working for me. So yeah, if you want to Show some support to some of them businesses. Again, I will put their information in the episode description. And if you like, go support, purchase something. You know, it's up to you. Um, but I I made a purchase recently. Um, I really wanted to get some. I want to get some art on my wall. I'm tired of my walls looking bare. So I've been... I've been buying art and I wanted to buy, buy something from a black artist. So, um, I had posted something, um, to get the black artist's attention. And I had a couple of them drop their information. Um, one in particular, um, caught my eye. So I made a purchase of some art. Um, his name is creative Wesley, creative Wesley. Um, and he has some really nice pieces. So I bought something and it came really, really fast. Um, he's based out of North Carolina. So I was really surprised, um, surprised that I got it so quickly, but yeah. So, um, if you want to take a look at his art, creative, creative Leslie is what, what he goes by, um, and yeah, so I just really wanted to take the time to shout them businesses out. And, you know, if you, it's, it feels good to support, it feels good to, to um, spend money on up and coming people, people who are, who are grinding and who took a chance on themselves. And uh, yeah, so shout out to y'all. All right, y'all. So the topic for today's um, episode is anxiety is in your body not your mind um so I came across this I haven't even read it yet so um we're gonna go through it together it is a seven minute read 
Um, so I'll let y'all know when I'm going to start that, but that's going to be the topic of this episode. Um, but y'all know before I, before I get into all that, I got, I got some other stuff I want to touch on. So, uh, we just going to do story time because, um, I want to do story time now instead of the end of the episode. Um, so y'all, I told y'all, I told y'all how I met somebody at the car wash so if you listen to the whole episode last time at the end I said that I met someone at the car wash um so I gave dude my number he was cool I was like okay he at the car wash he got a core and it's a nice one but don't be impressed too quickly ladies because niggas be scamming they be renting cars and I'm going to just leave it at that. Um, but, I mean, do what you got to do. I ain't, you know, I ain't judging nobody. So, but, anywho. So, the dude just, like, right away, he, or, I, I'm going to be completely honest with y'all. Right away, the dude just rubbed me the wrong way because, I can't remember if we started. Well, let me just look at the thread. Let me look at, let me pull up the text so I could get my facts straight. But I I don't remember what day that this happened. So I'm just trying to see it. Remember if we started texting that exact same day or it probably was that day though. I'm just going to go through the messages. Oh, man, shit terrible. Oh, okay, yep. So, I sent him my number. And he said he gonna save it right now. Okay, okay. Alright, so the conversation was going good. We He got, got into pretty, pretty quickly, he got into what plans I had for the weekend. You know, so I let him know or whatever. Um, so like, let me see how many messages we in. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Okay, not even, not even. <laughs> it's like we an hour into the conversation. We texting, right? We an hour into the conversation. Then sent like 10, 11 messages back and forth between me and him. In that little short amount of time span, he already had rubbed me the wrong way. And it wasn't nothing too serious. But so basically, he asked me what plans I had for this weekend. I let him know. And then he was he asked if if there was any good movies out. Um and I just was like, you know, I like, I love going to the movies. I haven't been in a long time. You know, I really don't know if there's anything good that's showing because I watched, I got HBO Max. So I, as soon as the shit come out, I'm watching it. I'm not, I really don't see the need to go to the movies right now, which I really do hate. And we will talk about that some other time. But, but yeah, so uh, King Kong vs. Godzilla, I watched that twice already. So, I mean, and I don't, I don't think there's anything else new out. So I'm like, yeah, no, there's nothing really out. Um, so this nigga says, he says, the fuck question mark. We got to make one then we got to make one. We got to make one or what? That's what he said. We got to make one or what? JK. We. This is the first time that we are texting. First time. We ain't even kicked it yet. You don't even know my sense of humor. You don't know, like, how I'm going to take that. To You know what I'm saying? So... Why would you say that to me? And you know what he referring to. He's not talking about make a drama. 
make a romantic comedy. He's talking about something inappropriate. Talk, and we're all grown. He's talking about making a sex movie, a sex tape. Even though he said just kidding, it's just like, dude, that's not even funny right now. It's just not. Like, when he put that on there, I just totally skipped it. I didn't, when I responded, I didn't even, because he said something else in that message. But, so I just completely, like, didn't even acknowledge that he said that. I didn't laugh at it. When I read it, I was just, like, shaking my head. I know I ain't tripping, y'all. <laughs> if I don't stop hitting this damn mic, I know I ain't tripping. Like, isn't that inappropriate? Like, we just met and we were just talk, barely started to talk, and you talking about making a movie. Like, oh, Lord. Mm-mm-mm. So... Right then and there, I was turned off because I'm like, first of all, nigga, that joke was not funny. It just wasn't funny. I'm trying to think in what situation would I find it funny? I don't know. Maybe in some other situation, maybe if if it was somebody else that said it. I just feel like, nigga, no, no. So, we continue to text. But I'm just thinking, like, man, this nigga, that's all that nigga thinking about already. Like, okay. Which I I understand y'all men think of that when they see women, when they notice that they attracted to somebody. Cool. That's fair. But nigga, I don't want to know that right now. Like, it's way too soon for that. I know I'm not tripping. I know somebody feel me out there. Like, if a nigga say that to you, you're going to be like, oh, my, <laughs> he funny. He got jokes. Like, no. Uh-uh. I don't know. Maybe some of y'all would have thought that was funny or thought made that. Maybe some that would have made y'all like him more. But that didn't, that just, I'm like, you're losing, buddy. Like, <laughs> you're going down. You're supposed to be going up. You're supposed to be making a good impression. So, yeah. So, when that happened, I'm just thinking to myself, okay, don't be too, you know. But but is it really being too picky? Because it's just like what you like, you like, and what you don't like, you don't fucking like. So, I'm not about to force myself to like, okay, moving along. So, that was the first thing that he said that really just, I just wasn't feeling, like, at all. So I give dude a chance still, and we still texting or whatever. And then, let me see, what was the next thing that dude said that just really, like, what? (laughs) And it's funny to me because these are supposed to be jokes, and they're just not funny, like. It's just not funny at all. And then the shit that he told me. Let me sh- let, let me go to the messages, man. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, where is it? Where is it? Okay. So, this is like after it's been like a week or whatever and so we're texting and we're just talking about how time's flying because it was about to be Easter and I had said it came up so fast it came so fast right (laughs) I said it came so soon this nigga gonna say, hopefully I don't. And then gonna follow it up by, I'm just kidding. You set that one up for me. So I'm like, 
I'm shaking my head. I gave him a LOL just so he could feel, you know, like I'm not being too serious. But I was like, you and these jokes. And I put shaking my head emoji. And then he going to say, it's cool to have a little fun sometime. Life is stressful enough. And it's like, I, I get that. I, I understand, my nigga. I get that. <laughs> I like to have fun. I do. But these jokes is not funny, my guy. They're not. They're all missing. And I'm sorry. I don't get, I don't care. Call me whatever you want to call me. These jokes is not. It's just too soon. It's too soon. Like, I don't know you like that for you to be making these jokes. Like, it's just not looking too good for you because they're all jokes that are associated to sex. I will see if you was making different type of jokes, but these are all sex jokes. So what does that tell me? <laughs> Y'all. So I still gave dude a chance even after that. It's like this is a going into week two of us chatting or whatever he says this and I'm just like nigga can you not with these fucking lame ass jokes but anyways so so let me hear you up with this story so I go eventually I go to link up with him right just to chill with him just to check him out fill him out see how we vibe see what you know, and then I also wanted to see what his place looked like because it's very rare that you meet somebody who has their own place, you know? So I was, I wanted to see. So I went and so he had a one bedroom apartment. I ain't even going to judge him on apartment. He got his place. He doing his thing. Amen, brother. So I get there and He's watching, he's watching, um, he's watching this video on YouTube and I've never encountered anyone who watched this type of stuff, but hey, whatever you're into is whatever you're into, you know? So he's watching stuff. Stuff about the dark net so if you don't know what the dark net is it's just another side of the internet that's exactly what it is titled dark so all types of dark evil shit on there a lot of hackers and just shit that you just really shouldn't be fucking with and doing because it's just not good um a lot of probably a lot of child porn pedophilia you know all that type of stuff going in that direction that is where you what you could find on the dark net so it's just like <laughs> I don't, I, now that I'm thinking about it I'm just kind of like why are you interested in this I, I mean I I get when, when you're when you're just interested in things and you just want to learn more about it I get it but why you want to know? Why are you watching stuff about the dark net? So this this nigga tells me I, I'm watching it because I wanted to. I was about to go on it. I was about to go on the dark net, but then I started watching this, and this made me not want to do it. So I'm I'm sitting there watching it with him, and it's some weird ass shit. It's so weird and creepy. So basically, it's animations of situations that people have gone through people who have gone on a dark net shit that they experienced and it was all types of shit shit like people would get random boxes of 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 people's skin um one dude got something where it was supposed to help him stay up longer but instead it made him never go to sleep so he was just always up forever even when he had internal injuries. He couldn't die because whatever he took. There was some other one. I'm. It's just so fucking weird, y'all. So fucking weird. I'm sitting there on his couch watching this with him. And I'm just like, 
can we watch something else? Because what the fuck? So, I've, but I'm trying not to, like, make him feel weird about it because some people may say what I'm into is weird because I like to watch serial killer documentaries. I'm very, very into true crime documentaries. Anything that has to do with, like, real life shit, like, that's really happened, um, I'm into it. And some people might find that scary or, or may I personally don't think it's weird, um... But who knows? Everybody's into different things. So that's why I was trying, you know, not to be judgmental at in that moment or at all, really. But it's still fucking weird. Like, why are you watching this? Like, you just be at home by yourself watching this. I'm just like, okay. So very interesting. Very, very interesting. I just wasn't expecting that. And he didn't really have anything for us to watch because he didn't have, um, he was watching, again, he was watching it off his computer. So he had the, the computer hooked up to his TV. So that's how he was watching it from his computer from YouTube. So I guess he don't he don't have any like Netflix or anything or any way to watch movies besides on YouTube. So I'm like, dude, like you so unprepared. How are you going to have company and then you don't have nothing for us to do or watch? This is what the fuck we got to watch. Nigga. So I'm sitting there. I sit, I sat there and watched it like he turned to um Key and Peel for a little bit. Even that was a little weird because he was barely laughing. I'm just like, why are you not laughing? Like, are you just, have you just seen it so many times? You don't really, you know, I don't know. But yeah, so we watched King Pill for a little bit. And then we was talking about movies that we watched. So we have some, some things in common. We def we both like to watch scary movies. So I like that because I be, I really like watching scary movies and, Nobody likes watching them, so I don't really be having nobody to watch watch them with, especially, like, when the new ones come out. So I was like, okay, okay, you know, we could watch that together or whatever. So we was, we was vibing a little bit, talking about different things that we're interested in. We talked a little bit about our personal lives, you know, so that part was cool. Um, It's just this, <laughs> this dark net stuff. It's just like... It's, I don't know about that. Yeah, it's kind of weird. But, yeah, so we did that. We watched that, and then it was getting late, so I was just like, I'm about to go. So as I'm about to leave, he going to say, what did he say? Oh, he asked me if I'm, I'd be working out. <laughs> so I said, yeah, I do a little something, something, or whatever. And then, and then he, then he was like, I can tell, or something like that. And as he, as I'm, and as we're having this conversation, I'm walking up, walking towards the door so I could leave. Um, and then he walks behind me. And then, like, after I was like, yeah, I'll be doing a little something, something. And he was like, I can tell, or whatever. This nigga put his hand on my waist. And I'm just like, do not fucking touch me. <laughs> you just had to touch me, huh? And I mean, it wasn't nothing like serious or like, it was like really quick the way it happened. But still, like, did I say that you could fucking touch me? No, I didn't. You couldn't tell me my body looks good without trying to touch me. Like... Anyway, so this this is as we're going out the door. We walk out the door down the stairs. This nigga didn't even walk me to my car. Like, we walked to the outside of the parking lot. Like, I was on the other side of the parking lot. I didn't need him to walk me. I mean, it wasn't far at all. It was probably, like, 30 seconds, close to a minute, but not far. But still, he could have walked me to my car. I mean, you already know what car I got because you've you seen it at the car wash. So that ain't really a concern, obviously. So your ass could have walked me to my car. 
and opened the door and said, have a good night or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, niggas, man, I'm about to give y'all niggas some pointers because y'all ain't. I don't know what the fuck y'all doing. I really, really don't. And y'all ain't doing it for me. <laughs> That's what y'all doing. That's what y'all doing. Y'all ain't doing it for Charmonique at all. And so that's why I've just decided. Oh, hold on. Let me, let me, before I go on, let me um, finish with this dude. Cause I'm, we done. We not talking no more. He probably, he might text me, but I don't know. I probably won't respond, respond. So after that, it was. Was it Easter? Was it Easter the next day? Yeah, I think it was Easter the next day. We didn't talk. And then I think we started texting again, like on Monday or something. So we was texting or whatever. And then he asked me when we going to link, link again. So I was like, I said this jokingly. I was like, why so we could watch that creepy ass shit again? LOL. Just making a joke. And, um... He was like, hold on, let me go to the message. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, so he said, when, when you want to link again, I said, link to watch some of that creepy shit, question mark, LOL. And he said, nah, we can watch or do whatever. So, my thing, another thing with him is just, like, this nigga don't know what the fuck he want to do. Like, if you want to kick it with me, you need to come up with what, what you want to do. You want me to figure out what, what to do? Like, what do you, I don't even know what you like to do. Like, I, I, I said we can go to Westgate. First of all, this nigga was saying that he don't really like going anywhere unless he absolutely need to due to the the fact that we still in a pandemic. So I'm like, okay, that's understandable, nigga, but I'm not about to just be sitting up at in your apartment for what? Like, no. You obviously don't have shit to entertain us to do. You just want to sit there and watch this dark net shit or you got of course try to do something else that ain't fucking happening. So it's just like where do we go from here because this you don't really seem like you want to do anything and so that's why I just when he said when we gonna link again I didn't really know what to respond because it's just like I don't know my nigga I really don't know because and it's like if I if I really wanted to like if I was really feeling you I should be wanting to link like ASAP right is that how it works to me, I think it will work that way. So he said, no, nah, we can watch or do whatever. And then I didn't respond. And that was on Tuesday. So I didn't respond. I didn't text him back. I just was because I just don't know. I really don't know how to go about it. And I didn't really know what to say. So I just I didn't say anything. So this nigga texted me on Saturday. Again, the last time we spoke was Tuesday, and I said, link again to watch that creepy shit, LOL. So on Saturday, he texts me and says, damn, you really tripping about a little online show we watched? LOL, whatever, you wildin', it's kudo. And then he, he sent the deuces emoji. I'm like... First of all, nigga, I'm not tripping over you, tripping over anything. So calm down, <laughs> relax. Who? Do... <laughs> and then he gonna say a little online show. Like it was some little CBS special or something. No, nigga, this ain't no little online show. Nigga, you watching some weird ass dark net shit. Don't try to downplay it. But and then he going to say, you wildin'. <laughs> I 
Oh my gosh. I, I hope you guys are like feeling feeling for me as I say this and I keep pausing. That's why I'm doing these dramatic pauses because I'm just like most of the time I just really don't be knowing what to say and so I don't say anything and then I never speak to them again. And that's why I probably won't ever speak to him again. But I did respond. I just was like, I'm not tripping about anything. And because I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Talk about some you wilding. How? Because I didn't say shit. So, yeah, that was how quickly that started and ended. And um, I'm just like, nigga, was nobody tripping over you? I just didn't respond. The fuck? I'm not obligated to respond and tell you when and what I like to do and when I will want to link with you. Like, nigga, bye. The fuck? These niggas really be thinking that you tripping over them. But yeah, that shit was very interesting. And that's why I just really have come to the... I've come to the conclusion that if you are not trying to sweep me off my feet then I just I don't have time for you playboy I just don't I'm tired I'm tired of these oh let's link let's smoke nigga I could smoke by myself I could go smoke with my brother with my daddy hell what I want to smoke with you for like I just don't there's so many other things that you could come up with but niggas just be settling for let's smoke. You trying to smoke? No. First of all, I don't even like smoking with a whole bunch of people. I don't even fucking know you. Now I'm supposed to come and smoke your same blunt with you. I don't know where your lips been, what you been doing. None of that. Man. So... That's why I'm just like, it's, it is what it is. If you ain't trying to sleep me off my feet, I got standards now. That's what it is. I got, that's, that's what it is. It's just like, I'm really, I just really have standards now. <clears throat> I'm not saying that I didn't before, but like, I really, really do now. Like, so them little jokes he was making. Shit, if I don't want, if I don't, if I feel like that's a bad first impression, then nigga, that's a bad first impression. And that's just me. And it is what it is. You know, that's how I got to think of it. Because I be like questioning myself. Like, damn, am I being too nitpicky? Am I being too this, too, too that? And it's like, no, girl. Like, you know what you like. And you know what you don't like. And you know what rubs you the wrong way. And it is what it is. It is what it is. So that's where I'm at, y'all. That's my little story time about my miserable day in life. Well, it's not really miserable. Well, yeah, it is kind of, it is kind of sad. <laughs> the shit that I've be coming across, it's just really sad. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. That's why I'm like, you know, once somebody approaches me and they have the intentions on sweeping me off my feet and treating me like the queen that I am, then, you know, that's when I'll know that it's for me because it's going to be giving what it needs to give. And this, what these niggas be trying to give, just don't be hitting at all for me. And that is okay. If I got to be single until somebody sweeps me off my feet, then that's just how it's going to go. And I am more than okay with that. Because these niggas, I just, I really don't have the time for it. Like, I really don't. I just be like, you're not talking about nothing. I'm done responding and just be moving on with my life. Because who has time to waste? Who has energy to waste? I don't. I got unlimited messages, but I still don't want to waste my time messaging you. And that's just that on that. Anyways, y'all, thank y'all for listening to my TED Talk on single women, and <laughs> I hope y'all enjoyed it.
anyways, okay, so let's go and go go ahead and go into our actual subject for the night or for this evening for this episode. So anxiety is in your body, not your mind. Why you might want to stop talking about your anxiety and try this instead. So I really thought this was interesting. This topic, this subject, this title really caught my eye. So um, this is by Emma Patty. Patty. Her last name is spelled P-A-T-T-E-E. Patty. Patty. We're going to say Emma, Emma girl. Okay, this is about a seven minute read, like I mentioned a little bit earlier. So if you would like to skip ahead, that's up to you. But let's do this. If you're wanting to hear about this, let's do that. Let me see. All right. So it starts. Let's back up 5,000 years or so. Imagine you're a Neanderthal taking a leisurely stroll through the fields. Suddenly, in the nearby bushes, you hear a tiger. In a nanosecond, your entire body starts reacting. Your pulse quickens, your breathing gets shallow, your eyes dilate, your body starts producing adrenaline. Everything happening in your body is good. You're prepared to survive this tiger encounter. There's just one small problem. It wasn't a tiger. It was a tiny, prehistoric weasel. Now your body is primed for fight or flight. Your heart is racing. You're totally jacked up on adrenaline, but there is no danger. This is your body on anxiety. Replace the non-existent tiger in the bushes with social media, traffic, politics, COVID-19, money, childcare, climate change, work stress, family drama, and you can quickly see why anxiety is the most common com- most common mental illness in America, affecting nearly 20% of the population. Modern day humans are basically a bunch of freaked out Neanderthals in a fight or flight mode 24-7. Wow, that's some real shit right there. Perfectly explained, Emma. Okay, here's a quote. It says, anxiety is the impulse in our body that says, I'm not safe right now, says Elizabeth Stanley, PhD, the author of Wide in the Window, training your body and train, training your body and brain to thrive during stress and recover your trauma is automatic, really fast and unconscious, end quote. So the next section, your survival brain versus your thinking brain. In her work, Stanley makes the distinction between the thinking brain, our neocortex responsible for decision-making, reasoning, ethics, conscious memory, learning, and the survival brain, the limbic system, brainstem, and cerebellum, is it cerebellum? One of them words, which handles our basic survival emotions, implicit memory, and stress arousal. One of the survival's brain Survival brain's most important functions, according to Stanley, is neuroception, an unconscious process of rapidly scanning the internal and external environment for safety and danger. When danger is spotted, your survival brain sends an instantaneous stress arousal message to your body by turning on the sympathetic nervous system, resulting in the release of specific hormones that lead to certain physical sensations related to our heart breathing, and digestion. Whatever's happening in the survival brain has these tremendous ripple effects through our body, Stanley says. As Stephen Porges, PhD, a psychologist and the creator of the polyvagal theory, explains in an interview with Psych Alive, these responses are not voluntary. Our nervous system is picking up information in the environment, not in Not on a cognitive level, but on a neurobiological level. Importantly, when we're caught in a defensive response, the thinking brain is the last to be aware that something is wrong. The thinking brain isn't what decides whether we're stressed, whether we're feeling threatened or challenged, whether we're going to turn stress on, whether we're going to turn emotions on, Stanley says. 
Stress, arousal, and emotions belong to the survival brain. So if you want to track your anxiety, your body, not your thoughts, will be your most accurate map. Next section, the talk therapy trap. Unlike our prehistoric ancestors who might have dealt with anxiety by running, panting, or shaking like a dog and letting the cortisol work through their system, according to Stanley, modern anxiety sufferers turn to their trustworthy friend, their thinking brain. Most people identify anxiety by their thoughts because most people identify with their thinking brain, she explains. The problem is that when it comes to regulating our nervous system after a stress response, Our thinking brain is the absolute worst tool for the job. That's because, according to Porges, even after becoming aware of the physical response, we don't often know what has triggered that response. For Stanley, a veteran who was diagnosed with PTSD, this realization was a huge turning point. Recovery from stress and anxiety is a survival brain job. We are a cerebral cultural culture, which makes us very equipped to deal with problems that require reason and logic, think moral dilemmas, and less equipped to deal with problems where cognitive reasoning can just make them worse. Having a fight or flight response to running late to brunch may seem like an overreaction, but sitting in traffic, you are physiologically physiologically experiencing it all the same we are our thinking brain or we use our thinking brain to try and decide if the issue is worth being anxious about and then we try to force our nervous system to comply our consciousness gets disconnected from our body in those moments says stanley your thinking brain decides that You have nothing to feel anxious about, so you spend your days walking around telling yourself that everything is fine while still feeling the physical symptoms of anxiety throughout your body. Even worse, your thinking brain may start to criticize and shame you for still being anxious after, even after it's told you that everything is fine. If you, like me, have spent a few decades and the equivalent of a house down payment, in talk therapy, analyzing all the reasons you're anxious. This is probably a hard pill to swallow. Not only did all that talking not do much to alleviate anxiety, but it could also even have made it more acute. Our survival brain wants to keep us safe, but when we disregard our body and its signals because we're so caught up in our thinking brain stories and thoughts, the survival brain actually perceives that as even more threatening, says Stanley. Like a toddler, it's going to tantrum louder until its message gets through, and that's why it becomes such a vicious cycle. Take, for example, cognitive behavioral therapy, one of the most common forms of talk therapy. According to the Mayo Clinic, CBT helps you become aware of inaccurate or negative thinking so you can view challenging situations more clearly and respond to them in a more effective way. Sounds great, right? While this kind of analysis could be profoundly helpful when dealing with family issues or working out an ethical question, when it comes to anxiety, which doesn't take place in your thinking brain, it places the focus on the thought. I thought there was a tiger and not the physical response which preceded and even caused the thought. My heart is racing, and I'm full of adrenaline, and I need tools to calm down. We don't necessarily want to be aware of and feel the discomfort in our bodies because anxiety in our bodies is uncomfortable. Instead, we want to try and fixate it and give it this external object, explains Stanley. But if the external object didn't cause the anxiety, then fixing it won't alleviate the anxious feeling. Next section, a bottom-up solution for anxiety. While talk therapy and medication are still the mainstream solutions offered for chronic anxiety, other modalities exist that offer a body-first approach. And while these modalities are still considered alternative, an increased interest in brain science and neurobiology along with continued research on mindfulness and mind-body connections are shifting our psychological understanding from focusing only on the mind to seeing the brain and body as a cohesive unit. Whew. Part of the challenge, according to Pat Ogden, PhD, the creator 
of sensory motor psychotherapy is that you need to close the loop that was started when your body first went into a stress response. Ogden uses the example of a client who is black and frequently stopped by police without cause. When this happened, the man understandably felt himself getting angry and his body tightening up, a fight response. As part of their work together, Ogden helped him identify and act out the physical de-escalation his body needed in order to return to a regulated state. In this case, getting to strike out and defend himself within the safety of a therapy session. We want to complete that impulse in mindfulness so that his brain is integrated and it's not held in his body anymore, says Ogden. Ogden points out that part of the limitation of talk therapy is that anxiety is often related to a dysregulated response connected to an implicit memory which then gets incorrectly pinned on a current experience or thought. It doesn't have anything to do with the current content, says Ogden. Stanley, who offers a mind fitness training course to help people build resilience, focuses on mindfulness techniques. And while at this point, it's a cliche to tell anybody with anxiety to take 10 deep breaths, her course has helped thousands of people, including active duty military. The military is very experienced in stressful situations and they've trained themselves to turn on a survival brain but don't always know how to turn it off, says Stanley. Studies funded by the Department of Defense show that Stanley's method significantly helped improve cognitive performance during stress, lower perceived stress levels, increase regulation, and foster a faster return to baseline after stress arousal. When your body is having a stress response, the first thing is to become aware of objects that help your, the survival brain feel safe, like what you can see and hear. One of the best ways to help the survival brain feel grounded is to bring attention to where our body is in contact with our environment, Stanley says. She suggests focusing on the contact between our feet with the floor or our, your body in your chair. As soon as the survival brain perceives grounded, groundedness and safety, it automatically starts the recovery process. Obviously, when you're caught in a moment of severe anxiety, trying to breathe deeply or be mindful can feel almost impossible. In those situations, what you need is to get the adrenaline and cortisol out of your system. Stanley suggests jumping rope or running up, the st- running up and down stairs. After 10 minutes, try mindfulness exercise again. Is there any role for talk therapy or trying to think logically about your anxiety? Absolutely. But only once your body is regulated, Stanley says. After we have helped our survival brain feel safe and stable, then we can work on our thoughts. Otherwise, our cognitive response continues to be biased by our stress and emotion. All right, so that was Anxiety is in Your Body, Not Your Mind um, by Emma Patty. Or, yeah, I'm just, we're just going to call her Patty, Emma Patty. I'm sorry if that is not how you pronounce it. Um, but thank you so much for providing that good read. It's a lot of good information. Um, I've, there was a lot of good information in there. And I know some of this might be like, wow, that's a lot of information or I don't really see why this I need to know any of this. But I hope you guys really are listening or at least giving some of these articles a chance to see what you may possibly be able to learn from it or take from it. Because um, I feel like they're they're always very informative and helpful in some way um, because a lot of us, I think a lot of us do deal with anxiety, but we don't really know. So I, that's why I wanted to read this one so that we could just have different ways to help ourselves out during these times when there's just something crazy going on every single day, every single week. There is some new break, groundbreaking story or a new cop that needs to be arrested but won't be. It's just... All, it's just it's just too much it really can be too much so that's why I really like sharing these different helpful tricks and tips and things to to help us all you know help us all deal with the things that 
we don't necessarily personally have to deal with, but the stuff that happens on or happens in the world does still affect us. Um, it's not easy to just, you know, just ignore it and say, oh, well, that's not happening to me personally. That's, I just seen that on the news, but the, the truth is it can happen to us. Anything can happen to us personally. So, um, we have to keep that in mind. I know it's very scary to think of, but you know, again, that's why I like to find helpful articles that can you know, just assist us with doing the things that we have to go through on a day-to-day basis, the feelings and emotions that we experience on a daily. Um, that's what I want to help us all with. So I hope y'all find found that helpful. If you did, then you are welcome. Um, I'd be, I'd be getting these from this website called medium so this one is elemental.medium.com um so they have just pretty much just different different authors or writers that contribute to this website and and that's where i begin these articles from it's just a whole bunch of different people different writers different ideas and thoughts um and i be coming across a lot of them that i'm like wow that's interesting i would love to read about that and so I read to them, read them on here so that we could read them together. Yeah. Okay, so something very, very random that I wanted to talk about. Um, I really love Rachel McAdams. <laughs> and I just find it really interesting when actors and actresses are in movies or when I can see or when I could find movies that are very similar to another movie. Um, but she is actually in, she's in two movies that have to deal with having a time traveling ass husband. And I've noticed this, you know, I've noticed this already, but I actually took the time to watch the movie. So I've seen both of the movies and now I could talk about it and compare. So the one that first, that I first saw was the time traveler's wife. Now this came out in 2009 Um, so this one, this one, he has a gene, um, that causes him to involuntarily time travel and it creates complications in his marriage. So the time traveler's wife, it is a little bit more dark and it's just sad pretty much, but it's still a, it's still a good movie. It's still enjoyable. There's still some really nice moments in it, but I just feel like that one was just sad. Um, but versus the other one about time, that's what it's called. It's called about time. It's just, I love the way they're just similar, but they're different. So the one about time is, Pretty much there's a family with all the men. Once they reach the age of 21, they can travel in time and change what happens. So pretty much he all he has to do is go into a dark room or whatever and think about what time he wants to go back to. And he can go back to it and and kind of change things or do things differently. So, for example, he he wanted to um, go back in time and try to. Um, date this girl so he goes back and he goes back to the the last night so they're on vacation and she's about to leave so he goes back to the last night before she leaves and he goes into her room and tries to talk to her and um, she basically was like well this is the last night and you know it doesn't feel right or whatever she said so he's like okay so what if this happened before today would I have had a chance so so he goes back to he goes back even further before it was the last night and then tries it again so he goes back he goes into her room and tries to talk to her and she was like well let's wait until the last night and see so now he's like girl I already tried that it didn't work so he figures you know well if she don't fuck with you, she don't really love you no matter what happens or what time period it's just not going to change anything. So that was one little interesting part, but 
I really like this one. I thought this one was really cute. It just had just the way that they just the way that they um did the whole time traveling. It wasn't like like on the time traveler's life. That sh- that nigga was going through hell. Like it was like he couldn't even enjoy the fact that he could time travel. The only thing that he could was cool was that he could go into the future and see see things but with that he found out some some information that <sighs> I'm trying not to tell the movies but basically the way that the the guy time traveled in Time Traveler's Wife sucked it sucked ass it was sad and it was he just had a miserable life but the other husband in about time that Rachel McAdams had he had the good time traveling. He had the cool time traveling. Like he was able to do it when he wanted to. He was able to pick and choose what time he was going traveling back to. So he was able to take advantage of that. And um, that was, that's just my comparison on the two movies. I just thought it was interesting. The fact that she's in two movies that have to do with the time traveler. That was just interesting to me. But I really like um, Rachel McAdams in both movies. I love the movies that she does. Um, If you don't know her, she's the girl in Mean Girls. She was Regina George. She's also in The Notebook alongside Ryan Gosling. Like, she has some really cool movies. She's also in The Vow with Channing Tatum. I really love that movie as well. Like, so she has some nice um, romantic comedy movies that I really do fuck with. So if those interest you, it's The Time Traveler's Wife. And then the other one is About Time. So one came out in 2009 and the other one came out in 2013. So not that far apart, but I just thought it was interesting that she chose to be in those movies. That's all my little random thing that I wanted to talk about. All right. Before we end the episode, I did want to send um, a shout out to DMX's family. Um, rest in peace to DMX. He will be greatly, truly, truly missed. Um, everyone's been sharing stories and videos of him, and it's been it's been really good to just see he how much he just really experienced life and just experienced so much in his fifty years. And you know, he was a great guy. Um, just a great person, a person who never gave up, you know, he always tried, he just kept trying and he kept trying and he, he, um, you know, obviously had some struggles, um, but he, he was always honest about it and honest and he led us into his life and his story. Um, and he was just, he was just, you know, a great rapper um, just a real dude, so he will be truly greatly missed. Um, also, rest in peace to Dante Wright, who was killed by a police officer, um, fatally shot in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. Let me pull it up. <sighs> About 10 miles from where Derek Chauvin is on trial in the killing of George Floyd. Twenty-year-old black man during a traffic stop. It's just so, 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 so sad that this this stuff keeps happening to us. Um, but I I didn't want to end the episode without bringing it up and acknowledging these two men. Um, Dante Wright. He was very young. He was only twenty years old, so he was just becoming a you know becoming a young man. And it's so sad that his his life has ended so shortly over what some air fresheners in his mirror on his rearview mirror it's just it's just always about nothing it's just always nothing misunderstanding supposedly misdrawing like it's just supposedly he was trying to tase him and instead he his he took his gun out and shot him it's just man I don't even know what to say anymore about these situations like as you can see I'm struggling to find my words but rest in peace to DMX and Dante Wright <sighs> I don't even know 
how to end this off positively because what can you really say that's positive at this point that's after that um just you know send Paris to their family send send you know send our love and I guess you know that's all we could really do is just try to support if you if you someone who likes to protest well, I don't think anybody likes to protest, but if you protest, I, there's been some protests going on. Um, so, yeah, I just really don't know what to say. Um, but, yeah, on that note, you guys, I'm going to go ahead and end the podcast episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you all enjoy the rest of your weeks. Um, and we will be here again next week. All right. Love, peace, and hair grease. Until next time, smooches.